Hello. And welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast. Fastest growing conservative, evangelical, charismatic, Anglican podcast in 2024. We're going to be meeting the master for the next six months. Amen. And hopefully more after that, but yeah. A band that I've been listening to for the last four minutes since I was introduced <laughs> to them by Tammy Fire. Uh, Gre- Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. Fantastic. Kind of like a new Led Zeppelin kind of sound. Yeah. And I like the uh, their acoustic guitar. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. It's really good. Howling. I was, I was telling Alex that I actually think that their lead singer... Is better than Robert Plant. Yeah. But if you say that in public, some people will threaten you oh, with bodily harm. You know, yeah, so. I wouldn't. Oh, right now, I know, I know who is, I know, I'm sorry. Steve, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I know which listeners are going to be really unhappy about that comment. <laughs> it's bad enough that we said that Jeff, that was the Phil Collins of the Old Testament, but now that we've actually gone for Robert Plant, we're in trouble. Yeah, we're just, we're just taking it down. I'm not denigrating. I'm just saying I think he took Robert Plant and went, you know what? Yeah. I can also do this. That's Wow. That's you know, I, I always thought it would be some doctrine or theology that would divide the church and not like whether <laughs> no, it was, you know, it never is. Roger Waters or was it? Uh, whatever his name was, the other dude. Apparently, uh, back in the early centuries, they used to get in like fist fights over um, whether the questions like, was the, be- the son begotten or made? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now like, it's Peter Gabriel versus. <laughs> now, now we fight over the most stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> like. Of all the things that, like, that, that would be a better <laughs> argument to be having, but yeah, no. It would go no, on for longer. Maybe yeah. that's what will take this podcast at the next level in 2024. I'm looking in front of me at the at the bulletin cover for the new sermon series. and uh, Oh, it's cool. It's, it's cool. We went through Hebrews and we, we pulled out many of the um, different kind of words and terminologies for who Jesus is. Uh, I, I guess our take on, on Hebrews is going to be that that whatever there is in the Old Testament, Jesus is a better version of it, mm-hmm. them, whatever. Every scenario, every type, every person, situation, he is the ultimate, superior, perfect version of. He's the founder, he's the mediator, he's the shepherd, he's the anchor, he's the ruler, he's the sacrifice, he's the faithful leader, he's the solid meal, he's the Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. He's all of these things. So um, just a dumb question. So mm-hmm. Hebrews is not a book about he about Hebrews. Kind of well, you well, know. It, well, it's not written in Hebrew. No, it's written in Greek, and it's a letter, right? Probably because it, it's got an ending. It doesn't have a beginning. Mm. It doesn't have a kind of like a dear, yeah. dear so and so. How you feeling? But it does have a sort of ending. I heard some some people say it was a sermon. Actually, it makes sense. Yeah, it seems kind of sermony. Heck of a sermon, really. Heck of a sermon. If I preached like that, people would just be like. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have to have a break 
Yeah, they were just not made of the same material that no, those. At all. No, with a TikTok generation, were. yeah. Can you can you express it in three seconds with a bucket on your head falling off a building? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, That's so true. Hebrews. It, I mean, this is our, this is the ultimate version of a compliment to the church. I think the fact that we're studying this book it requires quite some historical hmm. biblical knowledge of the Old Testament yeah. to really really get it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. do, one needs to understand a lot of the kind of big themes and events and characters of the Old Testament Old Testament, in order to get it. Because Jesus is, is kind of um, fulfilling and riffing on a theme yeah. uh, from start to finish in this book. In a previous church uh, that Robert and I attended, mm. the pastor gave a sermon series that was Leviticus slash Hebrews. Oh, how interesting. So we would read from Leviticus, we would read from Hebrews, mm. we'd find the connections. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it was, it was sound really cool. interesting. Almost um, as cool as the one we're about to do. That's right. Right? There's, <laughs> there's a new, um, there's, a, there's a point to all of this. We're actually, uh, this whole series is, is laying the groundwork for next Advent, if you can believe we're thinking that far ahead. But next Advent, we're going to look at um, how Christ is the fulfillment of all of these mm. Old Testament um Events, and we're going to look at, at five big events. Yeah, um, we're going to start on Christ the King and start early, uh, and we're going to talk about Christ before Christmas, how He's present in the Old Testament mm-hmm. and fulfills the Old Testament. But this is a more detailed dive into some mm. of that stuff. And I think having studied Judges and having studied um, maybe Joel and things like that, we've really got quite familiar with some of the genres and some of the themes. Yeah, Revelation mm-hmm. had us in some of that apocalyptic literature too, I think and it prophetic did, yeah. stuff, and. Mm. This church, I feel like this congregation is kind of, um, I'm actually writing about this in my annual report a little bit right yeah. now, um, about how our, our congregation sort of is, um, they've covered a lot of groundwork as far as biblical literacy, yeah. um, over the years. And I think they're, they're keying into some deeper stuff. Uh, and Hebrews really gets a lot. I mean, yeah, there's a ton of Leviticus, right? Mm. Yeah. And that comes up a bit. We have um, today's theme is Christ, the ruler and creator of the world. So uh, it'll, there'll be Christ, the everything, Christ, the founder of mm-hmm. salvation, Christ, the faithful leader, Christ, the Sabbath, rest and judge, Christ, the perfect man, <laughs> Christ, the author of salvation, Christ, the solid meal. You get the sense that this is quite a Christ based book. Makes me think of our Jesus is bingo. Have you ever seen us oh, play yeah, that in Children's yeah, Men? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that we have great. a giant floor based bingo set to two teams and we obviously are playing against each other and then all of the tiles for bingo are who jesus is jesus is the great shepherd Mm. jesus is the alpha and omega jesus is the i am jesus is god jesus is the son jesus Mm. is and so we read out you know the great shepherd and the kids put down these little Tags, I'm showing you, radio listeners, I'm showing you with my hands, that the tags are about three by five size. Which that say, they can feel that. I they think, can feel that. The way you said it. Um, that say Jesus is. Mm. So Jesus is goes down and then when you get your five in a row or diagonally or whatever, the children shout, Jesus is. And then they have to read all their row. And oh, so brilliant. we play it pretty often and it's brilliant. great to hear the kids just and it's good to get the kids gambling early as well, again. I think. It's just, not gambling, because oh, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> we play until the last person, we play until both teams have achieved bingo. Mm. And then we all get the same reward because 
in Christ, the last or first, and the first or last. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's the, really uh, good. Yeah, yeah. The worker that showed up at nice. you know quitting time got the same amount as oh, the yeah. worker that's been there. So we try to work that. You know, we try to work grace in too. I'm, Come on now. Well I was done. just I was just reminded <laughs> of my my uh, great grandmother uh, down in Paintsville, Kentucky. Uh, I guess my grandma was. They came home, and some of the, her brothers and sisters came home with some playing cards. And they, uh, my, my grandma told them, my great grandma told them that, uh, if, that if they lit them on fire, they'd see the face of Jesus in the ashes. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that brilliant? Wow. (laughs) It's like the most manipulative, brilliant thing. Well, and we have the image of Christ here in (gasps) Hebrews 1. There it is. Very, very helpful, Ben. Yeah. Uh, Long ago and many, (laughs) uh, uh, many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. So there you go. This is how Hebrews begins. Um, Don't forget all of your Old Testament history. There are so many ways that God has has spoken to us. You know, just think about them. Um, All right. Well, what about the story of creation? What about the story of Noah? What about the story of Abraham? And by the prophets, they mean sometimes that can be shorthand for the whole of the Hebrew mm. scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just like he's not just saying only like Isaiah yeah. and those guys, but like yeah. the his, what we know as the historical books. What about and the wisdom literature? That all is yeah. What about how he spoke to us through the sacrificial system and through mm-hmm. the temple and through the necessity of priests? What yeah. about the way he spoke to us um, through? I don't know because Balaam everything and the donkey. I mean, Moses is a prophet. Right. So the whole mm-hmm. books of Moses, the That's whole right. Torah beginning mm. to end, in addition to the prophets that follow, yeah. are all prophetic. It's all, prof- yeah, that's that's the... So this whole prophetic canon of scripture has been God speaking to us, right? And and don't forget that. And to be a Jew is to be, to be Hebrew, a Hebrew at this time, right. or even now, is to be a person like totally defined in your whole existence, mm-hmm. in your whole faith by the These scriptures, stories. like... The, when Hebrews was written after the destruction of the temple, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, actually, do you know what? It's a really great question. So, um, Because there was a big shift then from the sacrificial system to... So, so some people yeah. think that maybe it was written just before. Um, okay. and, that, and that might be why he's still talking about the sacrificial system like this. Because um, oh, okay. So okay, in AD 70, when, when Jerusalem is sacked, yeah. you, you two know this, um, and, and the temple is destroyed... Uh, a lot of stuff goes away, including the sacrificial system. Mm. So it may be that some of the references to mm. this show that we're right at the very tail end of that, literally just before. Okay. Um, huh. But, you know, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. I think scholars have ideas. Yeah. Um, it may be just after, and that's why they're reflecting on it. What's the most common, like, dating? Well, AD 70-ish, which is around AD the same time. So, yeah, you know, 60, 70. So that's probably where this is. So, yeah, I don't know. Um but it's a good point. It's a really helpful way of dating things. Yeah. Um, so we've got this. We've got this immediate reference to the Old Testament, which is very helpful. Yeah. Um, all these stories about the system, about the people, about the characters, about the the big events of the Old Testament—they're all going to um, emerge in this book. Long but, ago, but God what be- these. Sorry, go ahead. You no, know, no. I was going to say, well, where it begins though is by with with the question of well, who Jesus really is. Yeah. And most of chapter one is about um, what's the biggest thing you can say about Jesus? Because we can say that he's the true Melchizedek and we'll have three weeks on that because it's quite obscure. Yeah. And we can say that he's the true shepherd and we can say that he's the, he's the true, um, you know, um, anchor and all of these wonderful things. 
But what's the biggest thing you can say about his essence of who he is? Well, um, he's God. He's God. The That's son of God. Yeah. You know, I think I think if if you're going to say the biggest thing about him, you'd say that he's God. And then and then a good follow up question will be, well, what is God? What does God do? Or what what does God is? What what God is not? When Christians <laughs> say mm-hmm. the word God. What do they mean? Mm-hmm. And is that interchangeable with other cultural conceptions of God? Right. Like, is it, when we say God, do we mean the same thing that Muslims mean when they say Allah? Um, or um, that, I don't know, any Hindus say when, mean when they say think About of, various gods or what yeah, ancient Egyptians meant when they talked what? about certain gods. Is it the Christian version of George Lucas's force? Ah, Oh yeah. No, the I was just posing the quest question. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think well, that we have to say that God is, uh, according to the author of Hebrews, defined. The only way we can know God is because He spoke to us, right? And so mm-hmm. the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures, don't just lay out any God. They they introduce us to right what the we pronounce Yahweh. And if we're told that Jesus is God. Then God is Jesus. He is. So th- this immediately rules out a lot of other things because Thoth and Ra are not Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Allah is not Jesus. So, and and all Muslims would agree with that. So, mm-hmm. so Allah cannot be the Christian God because the Christian God is Jesus. At least Hebrews says so. Um, in these last days, this is that is to say, and we've looked at this a lot in the days that have been inaugurated. Be- from the cross and before the end of the world, the last days now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed as the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. Um, and world is a is a actually pretty strange translation of the word. It's, it's actually um, ion. Um, we would say in English, aeon, uh, meaning uh, eternity or, or, or time. Yeah, ionios is eternal, right? So it's, um, oh, it's, it's the... Um, it, it's the existence of space-time. The A in age, extension, perpetuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, he created the perpetuity. Yes, I think that's a really, that's a better way of putting it. He created the, the space-time in which existence exists. So it's, mm. I guess that kind of, like, if you go outside of the solar system, mm-hmm. this is still... There. He's, he is still... Um, world is far too small that a also word to is chosen. I'm not sure why him. they chose that because there are lots, lots of Greek words that would have done, like cosmos or, or um, gay, Gaia, you know, it would have been good to have earth or world. But um, yeah. this, is, this is the word for not just the globe or even the universe, but the existence of the universe within the time that the space of the universe exists. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, the, it's, it's a, the image of a sort of like a hand cradling all that is. Ah, yeah, I like that. I so, have. so there we go. He is he. So through whom he created the um, the, the potential for existence to exist. That's a big statement. I can't think of a bigger statement. I'm struggling for the language Anything to describe it. Anything that is is created through his isness, Jesus, who is yes. His so, isness is the creation of the of, of all that is, which is so poetically expressed in John one. So, no, and so much was so, the yeah. word, and the word was with God, and the word was God in the beginning. Mm. That's actually our gospel reading for the weekend, yeah. Tammy. Which okay. is, I think, I think you're right there. Um, so 
So that, that's a big statement. The statement's too big for us to really put into English. Um, <laughs> other than our sort of silly phraseologies around this, we're simply, whatever you think the big thing is, think bigger. And recognise as well that you can't think bigger because you're thinking about the big thing from within the thing. You are a piece of material that exists in a time and you're trying to conceptualise material and time from within it, which you can't do. This is getting so, so meta. It is getting so meta. Lots of, <laughs> lots of scientists right now are, are reasoning that actually there's no such thing as a properly scientific thesis because mm-hmm. all scientific theses have to be posited from within the system it's examining, which is defective. Like mm-hmm. you're starting with Baking some suppositions. Yeah, let's assume space and time exist. Okay, what can we say about it? Well, they exist. Great, but you can only say that because you're within it. Mm-hmm. Only God really has this ability to look at everything as it really is. Um, so I don't know that we have any language other than this to express the magnitude of, of what it means to be God. But here we go. Jesus is that thing. Um, Verse 3. Yeah, he's the radiance of the glory of God. Radiance. Radiation. Uh, what's that? Apogosma. Oh, you've got new software, have you been? Yeah, oh yeah. Why don't you tell us about your new software? What have you got? Let me tell you about this. Uh, This is my, um, so it's it's on the uh, (laughs) Olive Tree Bible software app. I was just nerding out over this to Tammy. Mm. Uh, I got this like, it's this app that it does the, it's it's the ESV with Greek and Hebrew, like it's an interlinear. So you'll have like the Greek word Mm. or the Hebrew word in the Old Testament or the Aramaic. Well, I don't know if they have the There's Aramaic. There's a little bit of Aramaic, yeah. And then, Daniel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I don't know if the software has it. But, like, and then there's, like, the num- the the English translation number, and then, and then like, the Strong's uh, concordance lookup thing that tells oh, you, yeah. like, what part of speech it is, and then other examples in Scripture where that word comes up. It's so cool. And it's all... And the Greek word here is asparagus? What's the word? Apaugasma. Oh, I thought as much. Is that right? Apaugasma. Yeah. And my yeah. eyes are actually going as I get older. So I looked it up and I saw it there. I was like, that says asparagus. I don't know. Asparag- the asparagus of the glory of God. Reflected brightness. An off flash or effulgence. 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 Shining wow. for So like the idea is radiation, right? As particles coming off of something, mm-hmm. right? And being emitted. So he's saying that he is the glory. You have the glory of God and everything that's going out from that right. is... That is Christ. And he's the so exact he imprint of his nature. So, so Jesus is the exact imprint of the nature of God, which means he is God. It doesn't mean he's like God or he looks like God. He's not a photocopy of God, but he's the exact imprint of his nature. I think that's, um, and also, if in case that's still not clear, he upholds the universe by his word. We're in verse uh, three with that. So he upholds the universe with his, by his word. So, so not only does he, be the isness of all things that are, but he also continues them being. So he creates and he sustains all things, including the space and time with which the things can exist. And okay. and, and, yeah. and if he wanted to say not have carbon or make atoms work differently or whatever, like he could just do that. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so it raises all sorts of questions. 
why does God allow Everton Football Club to exist? <laughs> we will never know the answer until finally we see him face to face. And maybe it's just for our own sort of twisted pleasure to see them fail. I don't know. By um, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, yes. Yeah. The same cl- same category. Yeah. Everton and mosquitoes. Everton Football Club and mosquitoes. Yeah. What are some other ones? I'm trying to think. But why? So, but also this actually, I mean, I'm joking about football, but we, we give a lot of glory to our sports stars. Well, okay. It's great that Liverpool are top of the table. Really great. But but the table only exists and they only exist and the ball only exists and all the fans only exist because God says they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when we are worshipping us, go ahead, tell me. I was just going to say that's so important mm. to remember in a world that pits good and evil mm. often against each other as mm. equals, mm. right? Yin and yang and good and evil and darkness mm. and light and attributes far more power and ability to the evil yeah. Yeah. Satan is not God's opposite. It's Zoroastrianism that would say God that. God created. Mm. God created. I read once a little girl, I forget what book I was reading, but the grandmother gently corrected her granddaughter because the little girl said, Oh, God made the bee, but Satan made the stinger. Oh, yeah. And it was set in the South, so I can say it like that. And the m- grandmother said, No, God made the bee and God made the stinger. God mm. made cre- Satan doesn't create. Awesome. Evil does yeah. not create. No. Um, it twists. Yes. Twists and perverts and mm-hmm. ruins. But he upholds the universe by the word of his power, including those parts that we desperately cannot understand. And I am you know that's such a stumbling block for everybody. We yeah. all come up against parts of our lives where we say, surely God I mean, it's that ancient paradox. Surely God can't be in control because he wouldn't allow this. Mm. He wouldn't let this happen. Mm. But Isaiah 53 says mm-hmm. it is his will for Jesus to be crushed. Says, and this is right where Hebrews goes. Right. right. Goes from this huge, so, you know, God is, is the existence of all things, including creating and then sustaining the existence of all things he's the jesus is this glory mm-hmm. of god the exact imprint of the nature of god he, he all of the biggest things we could say and we don't have the words to be big enough and then it becomes this really um vulnerable weak strange thing after making purifications for sins after becoming a dead sheep mm-hmm just a dead sheep. He just kind of like jumps right into that, doesn't right. he? Just bang. It's like the, it's kind of crazy actually. Well, I was wondering as we were opening all this up, like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> like, why, mm. why, why are you, what's, why are you so burdened author of Hebrews, Priscilla or Apollos or whoever you are? We don't really know. Um, well, if you read it aloud, I think your instinct was so good, Ben. It's very ser- sermonic, if that's mm-hmm. a word. Yeah. Can't you hear someone just proclaiming he is the radiance of the glory yeah, of yeah, God? Yeah. And after he did this, well, he sat down. You know, you can you can feel and you can feel a shift where 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 a good yeah. speaker is drawing the audience mm-hmm. in and making this proclamation. And now the cross is almost 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 buried in this yeah. in this. Uh, litany of how glorious 
He is, because after the... Well, then he sat down at the right hand of his father in, in the majesty on high. So he's now seated, which is indicative of completion, seated, indicative of ruling and majesty. He's, he's, he's on a throne. Well, I guess it's, it makes sense, though. Like, if you were... This is written right to a, a group of Jewish believers mm. who uh, were starting to lose some confidence in essentially the efficacy of... Christ mm. and the efficacy of his sacrifice, the efficacy right. of his blood. And right. so yeah. um, it's going it, to, if, if you have this view that like God is up there and then like Jesus is just sort of this like little weakling, your buddy who's down here. And it's like, oh, it's really nice what Jesus did for me. But I don't know if that really changes things right. in an ultimate sense. I think he, the author of Hebrews is saying, I don't think you understand who this Jesus is. Mm. I don't think you understand quite the extent. You cannot wrap your mind around how big he is. You mean and they've how got central they've to got, everything he they've is? They've got too used to the um, the cross as an idea of of death, and then and, and not used enough to the concept of who it was that actually died. You have, yeah, you have mm. to hold in tension both uh, Christ in paradox, both Christ's right. exaltation, his. Mm glory and also his humiliation he was humiliated more than we want to admit and he also is more exalted he's more god he's more right. central to everything than we care to know because i think that's the only comment here about about the, what christ achieved is, it, it is does this phrase. seem it's implied anyway mm-hmm. in definitely all through chapter one yeah and then in the beginning of, of chapter two we start to shift away from a bit of a bit, but just reading this, mm. it seems like it is written to people who are glorifying angels uh, and yeah. who, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. have started to think too highly of God's created beings, the angels, why? because there's this constant, and I don't know that we know why I think it's, it's one of those, one of those things that's, if God wanted us to, uh, my my recent Old Testament professor always used to say that you know, last semester. It was so wonderful. If God wanted you to know it, he'd put it in there. Amen. So if it's not in there, you don't need to know it. It doesn't say you can't think about it. But So, so where are you going with this? It says, what I'm going with it, it says, is it says, yeah. the, 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 um, the, as you're saying, the seemingly lack of emphasis on the cross mm-hmm. may be writing to a people who have exalted angels above this earthly seeming Jesus, right. forgetting the divine nature of Jesus. Yeah. And the author in this first chapter, the main point seems to be angels ain't God. Right, because he says, angels he, ain't says Jesus. Um, he says he's become superior to angels, which did the, to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son? Um, he says, um, all the angels worship him. That's in verse six. And obviously you would only worship God. Um, in, uh, it, it, Delineating right. who the angels are and who Jesus the is. The angels are to worship Jesus. He mm-hmm. mentions angels over and over and over again in this. Yeah. Uh, and, and in fact, he, he ends in verse 14 by saying the angels are ministering spirits. So right. uh, they, they, yeah. they serve him. Uh, so, and serve us actually is what it says. So, um, Jesus is not an angel. Seemingly, the Hebrews must have, or the, the recipients of the letter of Hebrews must have thought yeah. that he was. Or they were certainly getting a bit too excited about angels. Yes. So we're reminded here of actually the, the, the magnitude of who Jesus really is. And this tiny footnote about what he did. <laughs> I find it extraordinary. I, I think I'm... The question I'm wondering is um, these people, mm. right? I mean, I, this is where I, I'm always wondering, like, what what about 
angels is so was attractive to them. So clearly the author of Hebrews is refuting this idea that angels are superior or even on par with Jesus. Right. What was it about the message of Christ that they found insufficient? Mm. And Mm. why did they gravitate toward this idea of worshiping angels? Like that's just not something that I don't think I know anyone in my church in a church ever who has thought like, I want to worship angels so, like, how do yes, but we often connect I with mean, us forever. We've we've tried as humanity to find something between God and us who is not God. Mm. Whether that's praying to the dead, praying to saints, uh-huh. praying to angels, the the concept of guardian angels. People may not say that they mm. pray to angels or trust in angels, but there are people who won't leave the house without their guardian angel. And I don't say that disdainfully. I, I say yeah. that um, with deep, hopefully, I, I pray, deep compassion. Um, and when, mm-hmm. Which all goes into superstitions, too. There, there are people, we mm-hmm. were just discussing, um, my husband and I were just discussing family members who are devoted to Christ mm-hmm. and love Christ and yet will not walk under a ladder. Yes. There's a deep... Mm-hmm. Oh, my grand was like this. Yes. And, and it's it's not... She had hundreds of these things. Yes, and and mm. and we aren't aware. I'm sure I'm not aware of all the ones that are in my life, and and mm. hopefully, Holy okay. Spirit will reveal them to me. But I think angels fall into that category. It's almost easier for us. We mm. we want to create someone or something in our own minds. It's yeah. relatable. That's relatable. Yes. Okay. And that will intercede for us or protect us, because for whatever reason. In Is there a bit pride, of humility there as well? We're sort of thinking, well, I don't want to bother the. God, so I'm going to settle for something less. It's good enough. Yeah. Like, you know, my problem, with, let's say what, let's say my problem is that um, my crops aren't growing, right? Yeah. Well, mm. crop growing, that's probably well within an angel's capacity. So why bother God with something as trivial? There's that, that sense yeah. of false humility. I don't want to bother God or, or surely God's not interested in this. Those are actually false. And mm-hmm. um, I, I can feel this very... I, actually on a personal level mm. i think you can something connected for me as you were in, in something that you said tammy that i i experienced this a lot over the last couple of years that i have these these moments where uh I'll, if i'm in frustration or something like that i i have this like this desire to pray and um having lost my dad there's always a part of me that's like i think okay like I have a, I have a, a rap of how my dad used to react to situations like this, and I can understand how someone would immediately want to put their trust in, you know, to pray to like, oh, I'll just pray to dad mm-hmm. or something like that. The problem is with that, and and I don't, I don't pray to my dad. <laughs> I think it's bad. That's a, I don't, I don't think that God is glorified, and I think that. If my dad ever heard of that, of the right hand of God, he'd be like, no, don't do that. Um, Because Jesus is more, is, is, is real and, Mm. and became so part of our world that he is that accessible. Mm -hmm. He is, he is every bit as interested in me and my everyday life Mm. and my everyday problems and every bit as desire and more desirous to relate to me than my dad at sitting, you know, in the presence of Christ, I believe. Mm. So I think that you, you actually miss out on going to the right 
mm-hmm. place. Um, yeah. it, it's like if you're getting picked on at recess and you go up to like the biggest kid on the playground, you ought to go to the teacher. The teacher is the one who can actually help you here. Interesting. That's a wonderful and, analogy. And you're, and you're effectively, you think you're saying something good about God. Well, he's too important for this. What you're actually saying is something really negative about God. You're saying he doesn't have the capacity to worry about my little thing. We don't understand who he is. He does have the yeah. capacity to worry about your little thing. First of all, even your biggest thing is a little thing compared to him because he is and he makes all the isness be in his. Mm-hmm. But also uh, he stepped into this yeah. thing. So he's demonstrated his care for it. Yeah. So we're saying several things about God that are negative and untrue when we fail to take our trivial things to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and actually what that does is it also glorifies our trivial things. It says actually God, God, the fact that God cares about me and my body and my health and my worries and my grief and my hopes and my family and all of those things more than I do is, is really, really helpful. Yeah. And it's, it's important to actually ask one who can help you. Yes. You know, the only reason to believe that your lost, your, your passed on loved one yeah. is able to help you in any concrete way is simply optimistic, some kind of like romantic thinking. Mm. There's no basis at all for that idea. Nothing's ever been revealed to say that that's true. But God has said, I'm here. I'm, I'm sovereign. Mm. I can help you. I desire to help you. I'm with you by your, my Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> so like... Talk to him. <laughs> That's what I had this conversation with myself yeah. quite a bit. I know it's jumping ahead of where we are, but that's in Hebrews 2.14. Mm. That's exactly where we get. Right. Is that, uh, and then continuing through 16, he, mm. he makes the point that angels don't do it. That, that God's help is through Jesus, through his death, mm. destroying the one who has the power of death. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so Jesus... The supreme sovereign creator and sustainer of the universe, the master, has Mm -hmm. created and sustained all things, takes an interest in us, has purified us and made the purification for our sins by his humiliating death on a cross. And yet the upshot of that is he's worshipped all the more. Uh, and now, I guess, therefore, worship not just for who he is, but also for what he does. So there's there's an extra facet to, to the worship now. Yeah. Because the worship is connected to the fact that we're, we're, we're thrilled that he takes an interest in us and has actually redeemed us. It's actually a relationship now. Right, because the creation would have been great. The blind watchmaker type thing would be great. If God had said, yeah. I'm going to make people, they're going to run around, and then they're going to die, or whatever... That's pretty good. Yeah. But this is infinitely different. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different conception of the world than deism. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A lot of people think that just because you're a theist, that that's sometimes somehow all theists are basically the same. I always get theism and deism mixed up. Deism. Well, deism is a form of theism. So is Christianity. Theism is just the idea that there's a God. Mm -hmm. Deism says blind watchmaker right yeah and christianity says there's a personable knowable interactive 
yeah. relate to a God who, who is still active and present in the world. So he's made purification since he sat down the right hand of his majesty on high. And that's why we worship him, because of what he's done. Yeah. I think the message of Hebrews is, is going to be that um, whatever it is that you're impressed with, Jesus is better. And, and he is the ultimate version of all of the things that the Bible's been building up to all along. Yeah, I'm hoping just focusing on this kind of to expand my understanding and I guess concept in my mind of who he is. Um, yeah, it's good stuff to reflect on. He's the yes and amen. Yes and to amen. To all of God's promises. Yes and amen. Yes and amen, baby. Los Yetis sound different. Well, this has been a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel. It's not Robert Plant, but it sounds like him. He's quite convinced that we're going to meet the master and Maybe we already have. Thanks for listening, church. We're glad to be back. And we'll see you all very soon. And thanks for stopping by. Stay classy, Christchurch. Mm-hmm.